Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all. The glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free on iOS and Android. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. back with cover to cover nice to see you all it's a thursday we are uh, gonna have some fun on this one we had a crazy you know hope you all had a good easter uh sunday i hope uh i, I thank you to the boston people who came out to laugh boston this weekend i had a great time i love boston and it was always fun and uh meeting some nice people there some alex fans i met some alex fans Ooh. in boston yeah a couple who came up to me and actually mentioned how much they love alex so you know for those of you who don't there's a few people in boston who do there so three yeah. whole people in Boston. There is. There is. There's a couple of nice people in Boston who are real fans of yours, Alex. So you got that going for you. Maybe take that van, van to van Boston. Van full of dummies to yeah, Boston. To yes. Drive that over to Boston. You got some fans over there. I'm go. I'll go on my own. I don't want to bring the dummies. Don't even bring them. Yeah, no. exactly. Start breaking loose. Uh, anyway, so that was uh, that was a good time. Thank you for that. You know, like I said, Easter. You know, and then we had a you know a big huge bombing in Sri Lanka, which was terrible. But these are the things we have to cover if we're going to do what we say we're going to do on this show, cover to cover. So that was bad. Uh, Three hundred people dead. You know, more religious stuff, I guess. it's I don't know if it's Muslims bombing Christians, but there really is no Christians in Sri Lanka. It seems to be a, uh, you know, that's not their, their, their religion. I don't know. It's, it's a bad situation, whatever happens, it's terrorism. And, you know, these people put on backpacks and walk into churches and, and any, any, and hotels. And, uh, and the one guy I read, I read this morning that the one guy actually, they have video of him like standing in the, he, he went to the hotel buffet before he did it. He had like the big backpack on, he's in the line at the hotel buffet 
you know, like I said on the past podcast, those buffets are delicious. So not ne- even a suicide bomber has to go to the pancake machine. So this guy, sta- you know, went in the I line. Get a tri-tip before the. Stayed with all the people. Like he's in the line with all the people. And then he just goes and blows everyone up. I mean, it's just cr- uh, whatever. This is a world. This is why we, you know, just listen to cover to cover. Have a good time. Some laughs. Because it is a shitty, shitty world out there that these people can't go to a, you know, a, a church on a Sunday on Easter in Sri Lanka without getting blown up. Uh, whatever. You know, you just got to hope you're not in one of these places when it happens, man. Because now I was in a coffee shop in my neighborhood yesterday. And they have a big sign. This p- police have put up a sign in the coffee shop saying, we're going to have a thing next week. Um, Come on down to the police station here in the Valley to learn about how to survive a mass shooting. And then they go on to list all the, you know, how how prevalent it's become in this country, like more so than anything else you prepare for. We prepare for earthquakes, we prepare for fires, but the chance of those, you know, killing us are are even less than than a mass shooting. So come on down and learn how to survive a mass shooting. Are they doing those drills for like the way we used to do fire drills in school? Are they doing that? I think they are. I think they do it in schools as well, but this is for like everybody. Like if you're in a post office or Mm -hmm. wherever, you know, this shit goes (laughs) They train you how to like hide in a government building. Like if you're in a DMV. I I guess. If you're in a park, just just who knows what, you know, I mean, it's crazy, but so that's the world we live in. Everyone's shooting everybody and, you know, but here we are, listen to cover to cover, have some fun. And I know I was yesterday on my Instagram, I was watching the uh, today show and they were back from their Easter break and the today show has got it rough. I, I, I don't envy them because they have to cover everything like we try to do on this show, but you know, and then they have to segue because it is a happy, fun show. We want to have a good time on the t- when we watch the Today Show. But when you have a giant thing like the Sri Lanka bombing, you have to find a way to pivot from let's talking about the Sri Lanka bombing to talking about, hey, look how cute Jenna Bush Hager's little daughter is on her Easter egg hunt. And the one girl, just not good at it. The, uh, I forget her name. The, the black girl, she's very nice. Good, good reporter. Good, like, morning type personality. But she Terrible just, bedside yeah, manner. She, she goes, and the Sri Lanka bombing was terrible. She goes, but anyway, who had a great Easter? And then she shows a picture of her and her kids at an Easter egg hunt or something. So uh, that, that, you know, that's it's tough to do. I'm trying to do it right now as I'm trying to segue from, you know, all these people getting killed. I read one story about the, one of the richest men in the world. I think he's Dutch. And he lost three. He has four kids. He lost three of them in the bombing. Uh, I mean, it's just brutal. Anyway, let's enough about that. Uh, Now I sound like the Today Show lady. So who had a great Easter? Anyway, Uh I put beans beans in a casserole for Easter. And (laughs) so that's what they do on the Today Show over there. And uh, so, um, yeah. And and the other thing is I've noticed a lot of people because we're like doing some news segments up front here on the Cover to Cover podcast. And I noticed that a lot of these news guys I watch see. CNN and, you know, I watch MSNBC. I even watch some Fox News from time to time. And I see they all have like a handle or something they say either on the way out or on the way in. Like a Chris Cuomo has a let's get at it. Or, you know, he says blah, 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 and let's get at it. And then, of course, there was famous ones like Walter Cronkite and Dan Rather all had, you know, so that you know, and that's the news and that's the way it was or something like that. So now I have, I want to come up with one of my own, you know, I want to come up with something to lead into this news segment and I'm racking my brain thinking of clever things and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to launch my first one. Maybe this is it. Maybe it's not, but here goes. This is the way we're going to start from now on. Are you ready? Hey everyone. It's Chris Frangiola from cover to cover. We couldn't afford Huey Lewis. So here's just the news. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's pretty good. Come on, people. I thought of that in a hotel room in Boston, and I was real proud of myself. Now that I said it out loud, I don't know if I'm proud as I should be. But is Huey Lewis still around? Yes, he's still around. Oh, he's coming on. He's, he's gonna. Co- as a ma- oh, wouldn't that be amazing? I, he the, should start a podcast called Huey Lewis and the News. You don't. You just gave. You just killed our podcast. No, we just he, made the top fifty on iTunes, and he says he suggests someone else do a podcast very similar. No, you're and, much funnier though. Your your content you. is way better. Thank Huey you. Lewis, what's he done lately? You know. Well, you know uh, the reason why Huey Lewis is not. I'm glad you brought that up, Alex. The reason why he hasn't done much lately is because he suffers from a really bad case of hearing loss, mm-hmm. and he had to cancel his last tour. Uh, and he says he can no longer perform live because his hearing is so bad from over the years of rocking and rocking and, you know, over the years of getting drank, you know, his ears getting pounded night after night, night by a want a new drug. The, um, the, uh, or, uh, you know, I, I mean, honestly, Huey Lewis had some great songs. I love Huey Lewis, but so now he can no longer perform. He's got so the old star is born problem. We're losing a lot of our older, you know, people now. So we're going to have to, you know, go, we're going to have to go to Coachella and see Ariana Grande. Someone threw a lemon at her at Coachella this weekend. I saw that. I watched a little of the Coachella wrap up this weekend uh every you know it's the second weekend and it seemed to be uh they did a little something different this year uh i, I normally remember in the past they had two different com- completely different uh you know sets of acts during uh second week but this it looked like they did the same acts. same act uh so it was ariana grande headlining again and someone threw a lemon at her and you could see a little short video online her she, she's doing one of her dance moves and then somebody throws a lemon and it hits her in the chest. It's it bounces right off. It's not a big deal, but it became a huge thing all over the internet. Like who hit Ariana Grande with a lemon? What son of a bitch comes to uh, Coachella first of all with a lemon? You know what is this child suffering from scurvy and needs a lemon in his bag at Coachella? So <laughs> scurvy, by the way, everyone was a thing that the pirates used to get, I believe, <laughs> on up on ships, and they would have to eat fruit. So one thing I learned: vitamin deficiency. Yeah, it's a vitamin. Thank you, thank you, Alex. It, and and honestly, I didn't. You don't. I don't retain an, a lot from school, from my elementary school days. But I never forgot scurvy. I never forgot them talking about the people on the Mayflower, Christopher Columbus's boat. Or no, that's Pilgrim. Sorry, Columbus was the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Uh, but any of those boats. <laughs> People got on and they suffered from scurvy and then they would bring, um, and the thing that apparently fights scurvy is citrus, lemons, and uh, and oranges. So somebody threw a lemon at Ariana Grande. Now, the controversy being some, some people believe that it might have been a, a Beyonce sympathizer who threw the lemon. <laughs> no, this is the... This is, this is the uh, the, the controversy on the internet. They're saying that because uh, last week it came out that Ariana Grande made uh, quite a bit more money for her headlining set at Coachella than Beyonce. Uh, I guess Ariana Grande got like 8.5 million and Beyonce last year only got like six, uh, something like that. So some people are thinking that this person, because uh, Beyonce has a song called Lemonade or a video, whatever that was, Lemonade, she, someone decided, hey, I'm going to take a lemon and throw it at Ariana Grande because Beyonce made more money. I mean, less money than Ariana Grande. And I'm going to throw a lemon at her for that. Uh, fine detective work. It is fine detective. Well, that, whoever came up with that, that uh, conspiracy theory is amazing. But I read about it this morning. And, I, I, you know, it's, it's just fans are crazy. 
like, I didn't even know about this whole Britney Spears thing that I saw that went down this weekend as well, because Britney Spears made a first public appearance in quite some time. This, uh, she went out for like an Easter brunch or something with one of, you know, these new, the thing with Britney Spears has now around her is she has these shady, you know, boyfriends, I guess they consider them boyfriends and they're like shady Persian guys or whatever they are. But obviously at this point, if you're, you're you're fucking Britney Spears. Something's you you you're looking to you know somehow use her for something. I, I I hate to say that, but that seems to be the way it is because this girl is not right in the head. I didn't realize that she had been in some sort of mental facility some for since January. Oh I guess. wow! Yeah. Now currently. Currently, yeah. yeah. So so what had happened? I guess so. I, I missed this whole story. I don't know how this whole story got, because I like to keep, you know. She's uh, got to fix her, man. I got to keep abreast of these things. So apparently, I guess her father had gotten sick, and she said, I'm going to cancel the tour. She was going to go on a tour. She does the Vegas thing, you know, but then she was going to go on an actual tour. And she said, I can't go on this tour because my father is sick. And then they they put her in, you know, they put her into a, a, a one of these facilities here. In, I think it's in Los Angeles. Then, and she's now in a, you know, crazy facility. And she came out for brunch on Sunday for Easter brunch, you know, because no matter how crazy you are, everyone loves brunch. So, and, and they had the boyfriend bringing her out of the the place or a hotel or whatever this place that she is, is in. And she looks like, I mean, it's like a completely insane person. And she looks like Britney Spears, who's just completely insane. And we, you know, Britney Spears has been through it over the years, whether it's been, um, you know, her, 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 uh, shaving her head that time with the umbrella on the window and all of it. And, you know, man, and then now all these people are saying that that she's being held against a will. She's fine. She's being held against a will. But what the, these people, you're fucking fans. She's fine? Yeah, yeah, like, obviously Britney Spears is not fine in I the text head. her and she was yeah. like, all good? I know, like, these are just fans. Like, people are just crazy, man. Like, Oh, I, those pictures, man. They've got her wazzed out on, on right? a lot of drugs, And her drugs, hair's man. all fucked up. Yeah, anyway, so that's, uh, that's the Britney Spears thing. It, it, I feel bad for Britney Spears. You know, she's had the, one of those lives where, you, I don't, and it probably wasn't normal to begin with. And then when you're just a kid who's like, you know, um, the, your whole life being famous, it can't be easy. And, you know, honestly, I'll tell you a story about Britney Spears. I met her many years ago, several times. And I'll tell you my story. It's interesting. It's, and it shows you how crazy she is. And I'm not saying that in the bad way. She's just not right in the head. So, and I wouldn't be either if I had her life. Like, but I you know, yeah. some people have, I, that's, you can't say that. I know, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, but, I'm just disclaimer. Like, we're not calling her crazy. I'm right. saying. But, but everybody has, you know, like there's a lot of people who've been famous since they were children who doing, are doing fine. Yeah. You know, like Bieber, seem, he seems fine. I he mean, had a couple he, rough years he did, though. But he had not, to unplug. Not to, yeah, but not, not to the point that he's been like mental, mental institute. Like Britney Spears has like mental No, problems. he's at that church though. That is a mental Well, <laughs> we're going to get to that in a second. There's more about these churches coming up. Ooh, uh, ooh, hang tight, everyone. I'm excited. Yeah. We, I, dun, we, dun, you know, dun, we don't dun. have Huey Lewis, but we have more news. Ooh. Uh, anyway, so, uh, so Britney Spears, uh, a couple of years ago, many years ago, it's got to be 15, maybe more years ago now, I was uh, bartending and waiting tables at a place called Mirabel Restaurant on 8768 Sunset Boulevard here in Hollywood, California, basically West Hollywood, California. And I know I've talked about this place many times on, on the show because honestly, 
it was a big part of my life. I worked there for about 12 years on and off, you know. Whoa. And, oh, yeah, yeah. When times were lean, you know, that's what I did. And I made money there. So it was great to go back to like, this is when people used to go out and bars would be like eight people deep on a Friday night. And you could make, you know, $700 on a Saturday and a Friday night. So that's a big, that's big money. So anyway, I worked there for a long time on and off, and I've, I've mentioned that I've worked with Meghan Markle, worked there, and Jamie Alexander from that NBC show. A lot of people came out of that place, weirdly enough. Anyway, so one day we had a very handsome like, waiter who worked there. His name was Mike Marchand. I probably should have said that, but fuck it. Uh, anyway, I think he's out living in Boston, and he's, he's a cop or a firefighter or something. He was a bit of a uh, young kid, probably 22. I'm at this point older. You know, I'm the oldest guy on the staff there. Most of the kids are like young actors who just got to town looking for, you know, a break. So Mike Marchand is kind of this handsome-looking guy. And one day, now this is when Britney Spears is fucking Britney Spears. She is, I, you know, as as, as not not like um, not the one in the in the schoolgirl outfit. Not that 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 era. Like like yellow it's like snake, I'm a slave for yellow you. snake around her neck. MTV era. That abs, that one. Britney. Right, right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. That one. The, you know, the, also, you know, a whole other cool side of Britney. Those songs were fun and cool. And um, wasn't uh, she like trying to be sexy or reinvent herself at the time? I guess. Well, yeah. So then she had this guy who used to hang around. I don't know if you remember her name. His name was Sam Lufty. And he was like, I don't know if he was a boyfriend or or he was just like some shady character who who was always around her. And he was kind of like making her, you know, like making her deals and stuff at one point. Sam Lufty turned out to be a real uh, a real shady character, I believe. So he one day they come into Mirabelle. Britney Spears, they call ahead. Like Britney Spears is coming into to uh, you know Mirabelle, so make room for her. And we're like, all right, you know, we used to get those calls all the time, and it was usually just bullshit. So we're like, whatever. So sure enough, in comes walking Britney Spears with this Sam Lifty guy. Now Sam Lifty is a gay man, I believe. I don't know if he was out gay at this time, but he certainly was. I I maybe I just outed him now, but he's he's gay. Uh, so he becomes enamored with Mike Marchand, who's his waiter. So Mike Marchand is like going over the table and waiting on Britney Spears and, and Sam Lufty. And there's like a few other hangers on around. And so, of course, when Britney Spears comes into a place like that, you, you know, you kind of walk past and, you know, look, you look at them like that's what we do What famous people come in. You just stare at them. So I walk past the table a few times and I'm like, this girl is out of it. Like she is not, she is not, um, right in the head. I could see it. Like there's nothing behind her eyes. She's just like staring at the ceiling and, and just making no connection to anyone at the table, not speaking to anyone. So sure enough, this Sam Lufty guy seems to have some sort of connection with this guy, my friend, Mike, who's working there and they finish their dinner and they leave. About 15 minutes later, we get a phone call again from this Sam Lufty guy. And he says, uh, Hey, can can I speak to Mike? And I, and I put Mike on the phone you know, we're busy. So I go like, hey, he's, he's busy, but Mike is on the phone. And, uh, and the Sam Lefty goes, uh, Brittany was really into you. Are you interested yeah. in dating Brittany? So Mike Marchand's like, what? He's a fucking regular guy. And I was like, uh, you, all right. <laughs> so then for the next like five days, they come into our restaurant, mailbox restaurant, like every day. This Britney Spears has no idea who Mike Marchand is. It's it's not. She's making no connection to him whatsoever. Mike's like trying to talk to her. She's just not even 
she's just not making she's on what whether she's on something or she's just not there like you'd even see it in some of her performances like when you watch like those vegas her in vegas videos she's just like a trained like monkey just yeah, like doing the, memory yeah like doing the dance steps i, I think the, uh, and it's probably just lip syncing so she's making and but yet sam lufty seems to really be into Mike. So he's using Britney Spears to kind of get some sort of gay relationship going with my friend Mike, who's working at the place. Now, Mike is not a gay guy. He, I don't think he has any interest in that, but that's what's happening. Um, so one now they're, now the paparazzi has caught on to it, that Britney Spears is coming to... Uh, to you can, look, you can look all this up. It's yeah. all on the internet. She's coming to Meryl every day. So I'm not kidding. I never saw anything quite like it. They were, you know, you always hear these things about they were hiding in the bushes. They were fucking hiding in the bushes. They were across the sunset. They were in trees, hundreds of them. And create, they pull up in cars. As soon as they get in their car to drive away, they fucking hop in their cars and just chase them. Like, you know, that's how the princes die, I guess, just fucking just crash because they just, trying to get away? Craziness, man. Man. And, uh, you know, so then my, my buddy Mike was kind of caught up in it, but he was kind of loving it. And, and, and it was as, over as quickly as it began. One day they just stopped coming in and that was the end of it. Like Britney Spears had never even known Mike's name, but Sam Lufty kept calling going, she's really into you. She's really into you. And Mike's like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it. No, she loves you. And then, so he was just, <laughs> so then one day I decided to talk to her. Cause she, I, now she's been in for fucking five days. So <laughs> I, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I go, Hey, you enjoying the restaurant? She, she doesn't yes. I said, how's the food? She goes, what? <laughs> I said, <laughs> and now I'm like, Oh, why did I even bother? Like, uh, so, but I'm already in it. So I, I said, how's the food? She's, I could tell there's nothing there. She's like, Oh, it's good. And then now I double down. I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm fucking already in. I might as well just, fight. I go, what'd you have? She, uh, what I have? And she has like, these <laughs> like to most people, this question makes sense. Like, what did you eat tonight? Not to her. Cause she didn't know what she ate. Sam Lufty fed it to her yeah. and ordered it for her. And she didn't even know what it was. So she's. That's then, gotta be drugs. It uh, has to it's, be. I, right. It's something like that. It almost that. has But you know, to I don't want to say that because we'll yeah. get sued or some shit. So yeah, but it is. You're yeah. right. Uh, but uh, anyway, it's gotta be something, something like that. So that was, that's my Britney Spears story. So then when I saw her like walking out of this thing on Sunday, I, I was like, that's, that's the like, Britney that's Spears the one I, I knew. That's the yeah. one I knew. That's the one I saw years mm. ago with some shady character with her. Was this her. before she shaved her head or after? Yeah. You know, I believe it was... Uh, before I believe before. it was before, yeah, mm -hmm. well, that was definitely before, yeah. yeah. So we hadn't really known that crazy. So, so we didn't. I, I was like telling people that she's insane. People were like, no, she's amazing. I'm like, mm, mm. there's something wrong there. And then she did like an MTV performance. I don't even remember that it was like a little not the not the snake one. It was another one that she was a little off. And then uh, and then was that the, when she got in trouble for like slipping up on her lip sync? Something or? like that, yeah. And then and then there of course there was the you know the shaving of the head and the umbrella on the window incident mm. and all that. Anyway, and then so, Kevin Federline. That was a whole segment. Of I'll garbage. say this about Federline, though. You know, probably everyone shat, you know, shit on that guy. I think he was the fucking normal one in it. You know, yeah. he was he was a white trash dude and everything. But he was know, your buddy from the yeah. Like in the end, like, he you know the kids. I don't know. I, I, now I'm saying this, but he raised the kids. I think I, somebody does. There's children involved, isn't there? Two kids. They got to be 15 now. Yeah, they're they're wards to of it. the state, so they're being but raised in a Scientology. I think, no, I think he. I think he. No, don't. They're not Scientology. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think he, I think he raises them. I, who knows? But I know. I 
remember he was just like he had a song called Popozal. A Popozal. I mean, who what was what was that guy? What was he even? Was he a dancer? He was her backup dancer, dancer turned yeah. boyfriend. Right, and I think right. at that point, once he had some name recognition, probably Sam Lufty's like, here's a script, sing it. Like, here's right. your song. That's what happened. Anyway, that, that's kind of a crazy story. I remember the the one part of the, the that was most painful to me about the entire incident was I used to have this hat that I loved that I used to wear out of work. I would zip on, I would leave Mirabelle and I'd head over to the bar next door called Red Rock where everybody would go on like Friday and Saturday. It was a fucking popping place. And I would put on my hat. Got cash in the old we- pocket. Oh, exactly, Alex. To- and then I'd walk on over to Red Rock. And one night, the paparazzi's so crazy out back. They're trying to get Britney Spears out of the restaurant. You know, and there was like people around. And Britney Spears says, oh, Sam Lufty says, can I get a hat for Britney to cover her face? And I go, yes, no problem. And I run and get my hat and I give it to her. And she walks out of the restaurant and I never saw that hat again. They, she whisked her, they whisked her into a car and took off. And actually, you could see it. Some You could Google pictures and they have this picture of paparazzi and that bitch is wearing my hat. Wearing the, the old yeah. Frangiola hat. Yeah, my Frangiola hat. <laughs> anyway, so that's my Britney Spears story. And that's I just the Red like, Rock hat. She- I, it, I wanted to share that with you because uh, people are saying that she's being held against her will. She's not being held against her will. Or maybe she is by that guy, but not by her parents or anything. She's just got some... some psychological problems and it's sad and you know more power to Britney Spears uh, I all think, right is it possible that when you're when you're such a like she's a business and as a child she was a business everyone yeah, around right. her was business like Ariana Grande like, yeah yeah uh, you know so at some she point she's relatively normal I, you know who knows yeah I mean at some point if you're if you're succeeding on the highest level maybe it's just easier to be like my mind thinks music you order my like may <clears throat> you know thank you for bringing that up because yeah. I wanted to talk about this and um uh, there's a new, um, uh, I just saw this movie on the plane flying to Boston. Uh, I don't know. It's called Free Solo. This shit is most, if you haven't seen this movie, I think it won, I think it won the- Oh, this uh, is Alex Honnold, yeah? Uh, the Climber? The, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I don't, I think it won documentary, uh, best picture documentary at the Oscars. Yeah. I think. I could be wrong. But- it's unbelievable. It's the sickest shit I've ever seen. Now, but yeah, some people probably know what free soloing is. It's just climbing up mountains with nothing. Not mountains, like fucking, like just walls. Just not not even mountain, like rock climbing, but like steep. And they got nothing. No ropes, no nothing. Nothing, just them. There's fingers and feet and climbing. It's the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. This one guy who's the best at it just climbed, you know, you know, he's the only person ever to climb uh, that Yellowstone. What did I call it? The, the uh, El, El Capitan, 900 meter vertical rock it's, face. You can't. It's vertical. It's vertical. There's nothing to catch. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to give the movie away, but it's fucking insane. It, he, But the kid's got problems. He's like... um. On the spectrum, he's probably. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, see, and it, they they mention it. They they talk about it throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. He's got something going on. You know, he's not he's not mentally all there. So his focus is this fucking climbing shit. Mm-hmm. I believe. It, the, the, you know, like a Britney Spears, that some, this on the spectrum shit is kind of good. Yeah. Cause you get focused on like, you, ever you talk become to, the best in the world. Right. At one fuck. I'm one telling you, thing. you talk, you look like Bryce Harper, that baseball player who's like fucking amazing. Now he plays for the Phillies. He's playing for the nationals for, you know, his whole career. That guy, I see him in interviews and stuff. I'm like, this guy's not normal. He's mm-hmm. like, something's wrong with him. He's got some fucking because what positions he play. Well, he's an outfielder, but mm-hmm. he's you know he's like 24 and he's you know breaking re- every record in baseball at this point. He's unbelievable, and 
but he's he's on. I bet if you looked at his mom, whoever does this psychological shit, this kid's on the spectrum too. Yeah. And I've seen that in a lot of like people at who are the best at what they do. There's something wrong with them because they're strictly focused on that one thing and that's almost the better ver the other side of that is michael jordan it's you're such a psychopath and you are so selfish you only care about your pursuit so right. i would rather it be a guy who's on the spectrum who's like i just think pitching. that's why i am doing a, a podcast in a closet in koreatown because this is what you do. i have uh, my i have no focus i focus on everything i will i will start one thing and then i'll see some other thing on the floor i'll start building a cabinet in my house then i'll leave the cabinet and i'll go read a half a book then i'll go uh, take an album out play an album and i'll dance in my room this is the shit i do like i have no focus you told me to climb the fucking wall i'd be like i can't i gotta go fucking build a cabinet i got i got no focus at all you build cabinets it, it, you know not assemble, i don't build it from assemble. nothing thank you, <laughs> you yes. I'm not like jesus christ building cabinets <laughs> out of fucking wood i mean you know, i'm taking ikea that oak? i'm putting it a dowel and then you know just putting it together anyway uh so and i so i'm bringing this up for another reason because and it goes back to the news there's this guy i don't know if you've seen on um Jeopardy. He has now won. I believe he's in his second week in a row of winning Jeopardy. Uh, if you look up his name, Alex, this okay. guy, it's crazy. He's no uh, Ken. No, he is. He's the Ken next. Jennings. He's the, the next Jennings, Ken Jennings. Yes. As a matter of fact, he is. Uh, but last night I watched him. He won again. I mean, he's not only winning. He's. It's not even close. Like when you get to final Jeopardy, it gets to the point where he's he's so far ahead that you might as well not even play final Jeopardy because the other two people can't even catch up. So James Holzhauer. Yeah. And so he and he has a, a system that he uses to win. He I forget what he calls it. He calls it the something system. And he but he's got something wrong with his mind because he is a gambler. That's his job. He's mm -hmm. a Vegas gambler. He's a professional gambler in Vegas. And he knows how to um, how play to play the odds, how to play the odds. Mm -hmm. and so he plays the game Jeopardy in an interesting way. He, he goes high. Right away. Yeah. 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, 1,000. Because then, then I have the money to, to bet when I get double, you know, Jeopardy. But he also answers every question right. Yeah. So, I mean, so it's, it's, it's pretty easy to do that when mm -hmm. you're answering every question correctly. It, But this guy's also, he's another one. Got something wrong. He's mm -hmm. not, he's focused on... Like he probably doesn't have a girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like these guys, they, they can't talk to women. They can't. So you have to Ken see. Ken Jennings guy. had a wife, didn't he? Well, Ken Jennings is a little more normal, I think. Yeah. Uh, and he's a good, good Mormon yeah. man. Yeah, he's just remember, a right? smart guy. Yeah. Uh, he didn't strike me as this guy's got something else going on. Yeah. You have to watch it. I first of all, I fucking love Jeopardy. It's the best show on TV. I feel so bad that Alex Trebek is sick right now, and I hope. I, I mean, I know a lot of people don't. Is come he not back. on? No. Well, he is on. He just announced that he has stage four pancreatic cancer. Ooh. Which is, you know, stage four pancreatic cancer. You, there's no coming back that's, from that. That's it's almost finito. Yeah, and but he says he's going to come back and he's going to fight it and, and whatever. But I mean, I don't, I don't know if I could live in a world without Alex Trebek hosting uh, Jeopardy. I know it's that's like no Vanna White for the wheel. What's the point? I'll say that you know, I hate Wheel of Fortune. I hate when when not a Pat Sajak I fan, hate, but Vanna. No, oh, here's what I think. Well, I hate when when it ends, when Jeopardy ends, and uh, and Wheel of Fortune begins because it just feels like such a dumbing down of America. Like. 
all the smart people watch <laughs> Jeopardy. Is... And then all of a sudden it's like, dude, dude, like the dopes of the people who didn't even watch the news. Right. Turn the TV yeah, like, on. No, not even. Yeah. The people watching it. Jeopardy people, was after the news, right? It's after. Yeah. It's like, uh, well, uh, not necessarily. Uh, it, yeah, it would be. It would. Yes. It would, like, true. It would be after the 630 uh, national news on uh, ABC here in uh, Los Angeles. So uh, then starts Wheel of Fortune, which is like, oh, Jesus. And, and just the people on it are dumb, you know, and, and it is a skill too, I guess. I'm not good at it. I, I, they can give me every letter. I'm like, I have no idea what that is. You know, I just, my brain doesn't work in that way. And, uh, you know, but I'll say this, say Jack's a good host. He's a solid host. He's got the best job in the business. He sh- he does like that in two months. He's done with the entire year mm-hmm. and he makes $35 million. And, that, and then, and the same with Vanna. Vanna White, God bless her. She's funny. She they have a little rapport in the beginning. They do a little rapport at the end, and then she turns the letters. And I people are always like, "All she does is turn letters." Yeah, that's all she does. Makes twelve million dollars a yeah. year. Works two months a year. She's laughing all the way to fucking back. Yeah. I remember they tried to make her a movie. They they tried to get her out of there and, and put her in some movies back in uh, maybe it was the early nineties. And she was like an angel on some USA or some you know Hallmark movie. She was an angel coming down to help people with something. They're like, "Oh my God, just go back to." turning letters she can't she has no talent whatsoever so anyway she, and then she said fuck it here this is what i do and mm-hmm. uh, to anyone who gets any type of success in show business hold on tight you, this shit doesn't come around very often like if you're vanna white just fucking keep turning those gotta, letters for the next 35 years who's the rapper that's been on svu for all of eternity oh, yeah ice tea ice yeah, t- yeah. you gotta ice tea it into ice tea is the smartest guy in show yep. business he's like you think i'm gonna leave this fucking show no. absolutely Absolutely He's more not. known for fighting pedophilia than making music yeah, at yeah, this he point. Is, he is fucking uh, the king of that show. He probably phones that shit in, gets mm-hmm. a script, ba ba ba, comes in, does it out the door. Uh, yeah, so that hold. I, 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 more power to all those people who just hold on tight. So you got to watch this guy in Jeopardy. That's the thing. Let's get back to some news stories that are all over the papers. Kate Smith. For those of you who don't know who Kate Smith is, maybe some of you don't know because you're, you're, you know, you're young people. But Kate Smith was a singer. She has a very popular version of God Bless America. Maybe you hear it after 9-11, it became all the rage. Her version of God Bless America, it was played at all the, uh, you know, the, 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 the baseball stadium, football, everywhere. God, Kate Smith's God Bless America. If you've ever heard the term, the game's not over till the fat lady sings, that's what a lot of people say about football and baseball games. They are talking about Kate Smith. Kate Smith is the fat lady. No, they really yeah. are. Kate Smith is the fat lady they are talking about uh, when she sings. That game is over. Okay, here's the problem with Kate Smith that has come out in the last week. Kate Smith was a singer in the 30s and 40s, kind of a heavy woman, heavy by the 30s and 40s standards. If you look at her today, you're like, oh, she's every gal walking in the airport in St. Louis. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, it's, it's like, I remember seeing Bad News Bears in the 70s when I was a kid, and there was a character of Bad News Bears called Ogilvy. He was supposed to be like this enormously fat kid who was just so fat that he couldn't even like run the bases and he just ate candy bars the entire movie. And, you know, we all laughed at it because back then you could use fat as a punchline. You can't do that anymore. But, uh, and then you watch Bad News Bears now, the Walter Matthau, Tatum O'Neill version. And this Ogilvy kid is probably... 140 pounds. Like, he's not he's really n- fat at yeah. all by today's standards. Anyway, same with thing with Kate Smith. So, here's the Kate Smith controversy. Kate Smith, who they've been playing her songs at Philadelphia Flyers games, the hockey team, and apparently 
they blame they 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 uh, credit Kate Smith in Philadelphia with like saving one of their series years ago. They played her song and they came back from like a three zero deficit. So she's like a god in Philadelphia. She's dead for many years now, but they play God Bless America now because they like it gives us good luck. And they have a statue out front of their stadium as well of Kate Smith. As do the Yankees. The New York Yankees outside of Yankee Stadium have a statue of Kate Smith, I believe, and they play Kate Smith's God Bless America in every game, I think seventh inning or whenever they play it. Okay, so somebody has recently uncovered some songs that Kate Smith sang in the 30s. Uh, that are very, very, very racist. How did I know that's where it was going? <laughs> okay. I knew. Well, it's about to get. It's about to get even better. <laughs> because so now, the, a couple of months, uh, about a month ago, the Yankees said they're going to stop playing uh, "God Bless America," the Kate Smith version, because of this. Uh, the songs they found. Then now the Philadelphia Flyers have also said we are going to now stop playing the the this version of it, and we're going to cover up the statue. We're covering up. They didn't say they were taking the statue down. Uh, weirdly enough, I read the article today. They said they're covering up the statue, <laughs> whatever that means. I don't know, a sheet or a blanket or whatever. Okay, so now Kate Smith did a movie. Uh, in the 30s, and the name of the movie was called Hello, Everybody, in 1933. And in that movie was a song called Pickin' Any Heaven. Already, I think, you know, it's, it's going to be bad. Uh, in that song, she tells colored children who are living in an orphanage, she says, kids, there's little black kids in an orphanage, she says, in the song, she says, kids, dream of a magical place with great big watermelons. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, she's singing to the children. Aspire for more is she's, what she's saying, she's, guys. She's singing to the children. Listen the, to the message. In, it's in, in the orphanage, like, hey, children, dream of a place with big, great watermelons, and you'll get out of this orphanage. I don't know. That's how the song They're goes. They're starving. She's the fat so, lady. Okay. So then, God. now there's another song. Then, So that's the first one they uncovered. This is in a movie. Now, the... I, I'm not sticking up for, for 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 Kate Smith, but you know she's an actress in a movie, so maybe that was a, that's the script. You know, sometimes you get the script. You're like, I'm playing a character. That's a okay. And there's another song came out in 1931. Um, that's called "That's Why Darkies Were Born." That's another Kate Smith song. This is the one that really has has started the contra- really heated up the controversy. In that song, she says something along the lines of. Um, you know, somebody had to pick the cotton, somebody had to pick the corn. That's why darkies were born. Whoa. Exactly. <laughs> so once again, this was for some Broadway review or something mm-hmm. I had read. So once again, in Kate's misdefense, if there is one, there it's a script. She, You know, and I, I, I'm... I, Different time, a different time. You know, we. I know we can't say that. Like everything, but it, there are there is such a thing as a different time. Like it's a ter- these are terrible. Like most people should have lo- looked at it and go, no, I'm not singing this. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not the most politically correct person in the world. But I don't know if anyone ever gave me like a thing. It goes, hey, there's a song called "That's Why Darkies Were Born." Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's not. I'm not gonna do that. I don't think. So uh, anyway, that's the Kate Smith controversy. Uh, but. Oh, now we, I know we had this a couple of years ago with the statues, you know, a lot of the statues needed to come down. What do we do? No more statues. Cause let's face it. Don't we all have something horrible in our past? Have let hope. Let's hope. Let's hope we've all lived a, a, a colorful enough life where we've done some stupid shit. There's not a statue around without a, no, no, none. Zero. A terrible story behind it. <laughs> There's not. How I did mean, you conquest the whole, you know, it's like, it's uh, always a, 
a, a exactly. person who ruled. Right. Of course. Oh yeah. Or, or, or won some sort of battle or yeah. something. You know, you some of the you know the older cities you go to, the Boston's and New York's, all even down south. You know, they have all these Civil War people who who are you know, and so they got to you know they got to pull this shit down, take this shit down. So no more statues. And honestly, they don't look good anyway. They, they none of them. We all saw the one. Remember they made the I Love Lucy statue a couple of years ago. They put it up in her hometown, Lucy's hometown. It looked like a fucking freak. It's some whoever made the statue. You know, I, I don't know who makes statues, like sculptors or whatever. It just looked like a freak. And then there was a couple of years ago that soccer player, the famous uh, soccer player, real handsome guy. They made one of him, really terrible looking f- statue. Oh, was it Ronaldo? Yeah, okay. Ronaldo. Yeah. Like his statue was awful looking. Eyes were real close together. Everyone looks like they're ever all the stat- statues always look a little off, like um like the celebrity brother or sister. Remember though, remember like uh, Don Swayze, Patrick Swayze, handsome guy, you know, Patrick Swayze was ghost and dirty dancing guy, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze had a brother, Don Swayze. You know, he was in some movies in the 80s and 90s. He, in a lot, he was on a lot of Law and Orders and stuff. Ooh. He looked like Swayze, just a little off. A little Somebody different. fucked with his chromosomes a little bit mm-hmm. and he wasn't Swayze, but he was close to Swayze. You could tell they were related, but exactly. you also knew who the pretty one Tom was. Tom Hanks had one, Jim Hanks. Tom Hanks had a brother, Jim Hanks. He was like, a, he was actually worked at the Improv for a little while. He really did. He worked at Melrose Improv. Jim Hanks. You were really? like, oh my God, you look a little like Tom Hanks, but not exactly. I'm like, oh, you look like that talented yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a lot of that going on. I mean, the Baldwins, you can almost say it about the Baldwins, although all the Baldwins are kind of good looking guys but you know you could if you they're not all alec you know what i mean or i'd billy. like a i'd like to tell you a story about or just hold on one more a picture a kate smith picture oh oh you got it it's about smith. kate smith yeah so uh i looked her up just to see how fat the fat lady was right. um robust gal yeah robust uh, but certainly not yeah she's uh, not the girl from there's you know, a there's a this picture, is us there's a picture of her signing a like warhead like a like a missile oh for hitler yeah it says it. to yeah, hitler yeah, yeah. from kate yeah well, that's what a, back what in the a day great place to pick up the moral high ground there yeah. kate you yeah. were <laughs> well you know that was back in the days so they used to show these like uh, in between f- movies they would show uh <laughs> news that's where you'd get your news before television you'd get your news from you know on these movie tones or whatever <laughs> and they used have famous people signing like this one goes out to Hitler. Go from Kate Smith. Go ahead, Kate Smith. Go way to go. Goodbye, Hitler. And that's, that's just it. so funny that like it was the someone's got to pick the cotton, and then it was well, let's save all the, <laughs> let's kill the, <laughs> let's kill the. Someone's got to pick the cotton. Someone's got to pick the corn, and someone's got to drop and the warheads. Well, so that's the uh, let's enough enough with the statue. Enough with the uh, honestly, not only statues. Enough with the um, murals as well. We have a lot of them in Los Angeles. Another thing that looks terrible. They never look like the people. We, they the built. They, they 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 paint them on the side of like buildings and. And it never looks good. So stop, everybody. Don't. It's hard to to get the the look of a person's face. And they're gonna do something shitty. So you're gonna have to paint over that terrible, you know, mural or statue because uh, that person said something shitty or tweeted something shitty. It's enough. What happens? In, uh, another big problem we're having here. Okay. Oh, we're at forty. Oh, we're flying Ooh. along. Wow. Cooking. I feel I feel good about this one. So it's let's give episode. you a couple more stories and uh, and then we'll get out of here. Um. Uh, there's a, there's a big problem right now with uh, with people flushing. We're flushing things down the toilet. And I read about this guy yesterday whose job it is in New York to get rid of these fatbergs in the sewers of New York. Not only New York. New York has a, like a decent sewer system, but some of the older sewer systems in Europe, like in London and stuff, these sewer systems in Europe are 
hundreds of years old. Hundreds. The same one. They're using the same sewer system for 500 years. Uh, and they're all getting clogged up by fat. They're calling it fat bergs. Then it's like fat from restaurants. So everyone just mm. dumps their fat. You know, it hardens. The, it hardens. Now only hard. Now it's a lot of. And I say the worst thing that's fucking all these sewers up, New York included, is um, people using those those wipes, those ass. You know, now everyone's using baby wipes on they their bring ass. Bring their own. Right. Everyone's using ba- like we baby wipes used to be for babies. Now baby wipes are for everybody. Every single person. You can't wipe with just regular toilet paper anymore, like people used to. Like uh, you have to wipe. And I, and this goes. I blame millennials. I blame people. Everybody. You know, in the constant pursuit of a clean asshole, we have fucking up the... Because this came out on Earth Day yesterday. Yesterday was Earth Day or whatever. So a lot of... You were hearing a lot of these stories about things that are wrong with the environment. One of them being these things. We all want a clean asshole. So we're fucking up the sewer systems and the environment. I'm as guilty as anyone else. I love a clean asshole. But we all started eating each other's assholes. (laughs) Here it goes. No. We did. And it's bad for society. I don't know if it was the millennials. I don't know who started. I don't know where it came. I think maybe it was the rap community, you know, chatting about it. But everyone, you know, back that shit up on my face whatever. So people started eating. Nicki Minaj was a perpetrator. Which, sure. Well, she was had a big ass. So maybe people wanted to eat it. You know, like people want to eat a big one or a small. I don't know what people want to eat. But everyone wants to eat each other's assholes. And so you, because of that, you have to keep it clean. Because of that, you need a wipe. Now, because we all started eating each other's assholes the the sewers are packed so i don't know what we're going to do i don't know if we're just going to get larger sewers make we we should make larger sewers or we need to stop we need to just go back to eating what we normally eat, like the tits and the dicks and whatever you know and stop eating each other's ass totally thought that was but, going for vegetables and then- no 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 but <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be tough you know it's going to be tough to turn that around so to speak that's you know um because once you start, you know, eating the asshole, you probably don't want to stop. And I don't know. That, that's a, it's another conundrum we're having right now in America. It's a big story. Look it up. If you want to see the grossest thing you've ever seen in your life, Google fat bergs. You know, These it's, you know what's funny hard is hard to look. It looks like they, they, they look like Kate Smith. No, I'm just kidding. It, it's fat kidding. clogging the arteries is what it is. Right. It, more or less. It's, exactly. Except that the arteries being the streets of uh, London yeah. and New York. All right. Another thing that uh has become as as i think washington state is about to be the first state to pass okay human composting everyone human composting that is exactly what it sounds like when your body dies when you're dead because another this is another thing this is another thing that came up on earth day because I don't know if you know, but all these fucking people on the ground are fucking up the ground. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of, and they're running out of room. Like we got to start doing what they do in the South. I was driving through the South last summer doing some shows and I was driving through some pretty rural parts of the South. They just bury people on their fucking front lawn. Yeah. Like I'm not kidding. Like this probably people, with no box. I, I, there's, you see like a couple of like flowers, uh, not even, and they don't even use like um, real flowers. They use plastic flowers from the 99 cent store. So they just, they stay there. Mm-hmm. They just get dusty and dirty and sun, you know, uh, bleached and they sit on the, the, you know, so, and they're just buried in the front lawn, right on the front lawn side of the house. Just bury them. Just go, grandpa, grandpa's gone. Oh, okay. Go get the shovel. 
You put them in the lawn next to grandma. Well, those are the kind whatever. of people that solve their own problems. They uh, don't you know have what? to spend ten thousand dollars on it's not a funeral. A bad home. Idea. Yeah. Maybe it's not a bad idea. So that's that's become a become a big problem. It's so, that's in Washington. In Washington State, time to so buy. It's 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 going to pass. Human. And so, don't they have doctor assisted suicides there too, or is that Oregon? I don't know if that's still a, Pacific uh, Northwest is revolutionizing the death business they, as we speak. It, that's exactly what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. The, the, so back to Washington set to allow human composting. This is the, the article in today's paper. Um, the bill will legalize, sometimes referred to as human composting, as past legislature is headed to the desk. Uh, if signed, the new law would be enacted on uh, May 1st, 2020, and you will be able to compost your dead friends and lovers and, and family die. members. And then you could take the dirt. It makes a lot of dirt. Uh, here you go. A natural organic reduction process yields a cubic yard of soil per body, enough to fill about two large wheelbarrows. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. And then with those dirt, with that dirt, grandpa dirt, daddy dirt, whoever you, whoever died's dirt, you could, <laughs> daddy you could, dirt. You could bury, like you could plant a tree mm-hmm. and you then could feed your family right. with the remains. So now you of- plant the tree in, in the gra- dead grandpa dirt. And then everybody comes over on whatever Easter, you know, if we're going to stay with, you know, what we just were in Easter or you say, hey, everybody, we're going to have some apples from grandpa's some granny dirt. Smiths. Grandpa's dirt apples. How do you like your little grandpa dirt apples, children? Everyone like Grandpa Dirt? <laughs> you know what's funny is I've been saying... So, but it seems like kind of a... It, I well, mean, it's, it, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. We've, if you go to any grocery store, any any affordable mm-hmm. grocery store in this country, all of your fruits and vegetables are devoid of nutrition. And that's because for the longest time, what the crows didn't eat, the earth got. Right. So... Okay. So that... so I think it's a good thing. All right. Well... Uh, it's, it, it's it's happening at, at least if this guy passes it relatives can keep the soil in urns use it to plant trees on private property or spread it on public land in the state as long as they comply with the existing permissions regarding it is astonishing that you have to completely universal okay so that there you go i dig Human it composting i'm gonna it I, I don't you know i'll tell you a funny story about something that happened to me years ago i'm a child Living in Ronkonkoma, New York. I know I've mentioned that town many times. My people, Ronkonkoma, New York. Somehow, I don't really know the details of it. My mother wound up getting the ashes of her mother, her mother, my grandmother, who lived in Denver. My mother's born and raised in Denver. Mm, her grandmother beautiful lived in Denver. City. Yeah, and I'd, I'd never met her. I didn't meet her a lot. She stayed in Denver. She's long since dead, but uh, so I, we probably met two, three times in my life. So I wasn't really that close with my mother's side of the family, but I guess she was, you know, she, they would, her and her and her husband were divorced. She lived on a, on a, by herself in like one of those, you know, senior living facilities. And she had another friend who was also alone and had no family and, and whatever. And the woman had died and she was cremated. So... Uh, my, my my grandmother, my mother's mother, when my while my mother was visiting her in Denver, gave her this woman's ashes and said, I, I, I'm, I'm no longer mobile and I can't do much. Can you do something with, you know, Betty's ashes, um, please? You know, <laughs> I guess that was her name. So my mother's like, all right, I'll. I'll take the ashes. So my mother takes the ashes in her in her suitcase and flies back to Long Island, New York, Ronkonkoma. And she's got these ashes. And now let me just tell you, it wasn't like an urn or anything nice. It was in a Maxwell. Like a it was in a coffee can, like a Maxwell House coffee can. And we have the ashes. 
And my mother says, hey, everyone, these are Betty's ashes. We go, who's, first of all, gross. Get those fucking things out of here. And we said, who's Betty? Betty is a friend of grandma's from Denver. Not even that good a friend, just somebody that they met like a month ago. <laughs> but now we, now we, so my mother's like, I know we are, we are going to, we are going to sh- show, show some respect to Betty and we are going to get rid of her ashes. Everybody. So ne- this Saturday coming up, me. And my brothers and my mom, we're all going to have a memorial for Betty. Nope. None of us know Betty. We never met Betty. My grandmother didn't even know Betty. But now we got our ashes in a coffee can and we're going to get rid of these fucking things. So we don't know where. Like in Ronkonkoma, not a lot of places, picturesque, gorgeous places to go, you know, dispose of ashes. You're like, oh, let's go throw them in the valley, you know, over the mountains. We don't have them. Oh, we go, throw, go throw them next to the 7-Eleven down on Portion Road or uh, <laughs> over, over over by the Country Valley Farm. Next to all the other people's ashes <laughs> yeah. behind like the 7-Eleven. No, there's no like, like this, oh, they're the... Uh, they got the pizza hut up the street. We can go put them in the dumpster back there. No, let's try and do something nice. So we grew up on a lake. Not now when I say we grew up on a lake, it makes it sound like, oh, what a gorgeous life that must have been. Yeah. It was Lake Ronkonkoma. We were, we were very close to it. Like a, like we were like four houses away from Lake Ronkonkoma. That was my whole life was growing up on Lake Ronkonkoma. It's still there. Lake Ronkonkoma is still there. Anyway, so my mother says we're going down to put the ashes in Lake Ronkonkoma. So, all right, here we go. So we all walk down and then we're standing on the shoreline of Lake Ronkonkoma and now it's a lake. So, you know, it's, and it's windy. It's windy. <laughs> we picked a day, pretty windy. It was p- bad for poor Betty because it was a windy one. So my mother opens the can and we go to dump the ashes into the water, but the wind blows and the ashes, half of them go into the air, you know, just blowing around Ronkonkoma. The other half just fall onto the dirt. And, but and and the water has is not is not coming up enough to pull them in to the lake, so it did just a, just it's a, a gross yeah, pile just of just a pile Betty. of ashes, Betty on the floor. So I go over because I you know I, I have respect for the dead. I go over and just kind of kick them slowly into the water, and then my mother goes, "All right, rest in peace, Betty." And we all get back in the station wagon and we go roller skating. <laughs> So that is why you should compost your uh, family members. Because uh, poor Betty, yes, born exactly. and raised in the Great right. Rocky Mountains, exactly. got her body spread yeah. in a lake she's in a fuck, place yeah. she's never been. Her, her fucking ashes are blowing around by the children of a right person now. Nobody she gives a knows. fuck. Her ashes probably landed on the, you know some grocery store in Ronkonkoma. But she could have been composted and somebody could be eating a Betty pear right now in Denver. But they're not because they didn't compost her. So anyway, <laughs> that's... Cover to cover for this week. Oh, I think we that was music. a really fun. Oh, we got it. Of course. That's what we're going to get to right now. We're not finished yet, everyone, because we are starting up uh, the, our favorite portion of the show. For some reason, you know, as I say in every episode, we've just decided to end it this way. I came up with a good one this time. I, you know, I, yours I, first? Uh, no, not mine first. Let's do yours first, as, mm-hmm. as we all, as we always do. And I want to get up the... the, uh, the um, Oh, you're going to do Lil, Lil Uzi Vert, I got some right? Lil Uzi Vert for this you kid, good this people. This kid's name is Lil Uzi Vert, U-Z-I-V-E-R-T. Lil, Uzi, like the firearm. Like the firearm, Lil mm-hmm. Uzi Vert. He's an American rapper. Uh, he's got, his song is probably, it's not number one, but it's pretty close. It's in the top 10. It's, it's on uh, the charts. It's, I think four or five. Uh, we've already gone through one through four, so I think it's five. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, this song Let's is, hear it. Song yeah, now give called, it to us good and let's fucking, let's just give it a few minutes or right. seconds or this whatever. This is one of the, this is the great song by Lil Uzi Vert's Sanguine Paradise. Boom. 
What is it? What kind of paradise? Sanguine. Sa what is a sanguine? Ooh, I don't know. It sounds like a type of bird. Does I get loose. Fine girls in a tent. I can't choose. Fine car got the tent. I can't cruise. Got different color on my diamonds. Okay. I can't even see the time. I don't want to see her face. I'm going to go and get behind. Drop the top on the red. Let me hear it a little more. Let me hear a little more little Uzi Vert. Okay. What's the name? What is the name of the song again? So I'm looking up what it means. Uh, sanguine, uh, optimistic or positive, especially wow. in an apparently bad or difficult uh, situation. So. Oh, so I was a sanguine when we uh, kicked the ashes yeah. into the Lake Ronkonkoma. Mm -hmm. I was a sanguine. I didn't you were know. creating a sanguine I paradise. I was a sanguine paradise when I kicked uh, Betty into the lake. I created a better environment. Okay, this is, you know, this sounds like, you know, like I say about all of these, it sounds like every song, but that's fine. You know, I, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to Vegas in a couple of weeks and I'm going to sit by a pool and I'm listening to a little Uzi Vert. So yeah, I'm into that. That's cool. All right. Yeah. All right, everybody. Um... Um, we got a good one for you. We got guys. a good one now. Don't play it yet because no, now, I'm just just to get ready. these fuckers to come to my shows, I'm going to promote my shows in between songs. So you'll stay tuned, uh, everybody. My next, I'm in La Jolla, La Jolla Comedy Store. I love it down there. If you live in the, that area, you rich bastards, I love you. Come to La Jolla Comedy Store, May 31st, June 1st, and June 2nd, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Then I'm off to back to New York, everybody. I'm at Brokerage Comedy Club on Long Island. It's like a governor's chain brokerage in Belmore, Long Island. One night only, Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, 20 bucks. That's it. I need 140 people from my hometown of Long Island to come to this show. Otherwise, I'll never return to perform on Long Island. Then I head to the Mohican Sun right after that on uh, at Comics Mohican Sun. That's on uh, Thursday the 6th, 7th, and 8th of June. Uh, and then on and on and on. I'll come up with those dates as we go further. But Brokerage Comedy Club and La Jolla Comedy Store. Fucking go. All right. This one I looked up because I vaguely remembered it in the 70s. And I'm like, that was a strange song, especially by today's standards. It's a song by Mr. Paul Anka. I don't know if you remember Paul Anka. I believe Paul Anka is still with us. Um, and uh, it is called Having My Baby. You, you're having my baby, having my baby by Paul Anka. It, give, let's hear it. Let's hear it, Alex. Give, give it to us. What a lovely way of saying what you're thinking of me. It's a big hit song. This was number one, 1974, I believe. Glowing. I can see it in your eyes. I'm happy in knowing that you're having my baby. He loves what it's doing to your body. This is just, yeah. I love what's going through you right now. He's getting this like he's got like a sick fetish about pregnant women or something. So now, okay, hold, stop it for a second, and we're gonna get. I'm gonna stop it for a second, and okay, so this song, I guess, was basically Paul Anka saying, "Hey." I love you for having my baby. You know, um, thank you for doing this. I love you, and and I like what you're going through. I like you, the changes your body is going through. I, I need, I need inside you. I see it showing. Oh, 
I see the seed inside you, baby. Do you feel it growing? Are you happy in knowing that you're having my baby? So this is almost like a creepy guy going, hey, man, thanks thanks for just doing what a woman's supposed to do, thanks. having my baby, all right? That's what a woman, this is like in the 70s, you know, when women weren't as powerful as they are today. You could say things like, thanks for doing this, babe. Thanks for taking that seed. And I like what you look like. I know some people don't like it, but I like it. So then they must have decided, hey, this song is so like chauvinistic. Let's Let's make it a duet. So now Ooh. I believe, here, go ahead. Now a woman will pop in. And this is the great Odia Cotez. Yes. Thank you. Nice job, Alex. Let's hear a little more of it. And this is, once again, we're dancing to this. We're having a good time in the 70s where, you know, we're drinking a cold duck on a, on a back patio. And Ron Conker, my mom and dad are back there. They poured themselves a cold duck and they're sitting on the back patio. June. A lot of mosquitoes. We, we couldn't afford the bug zapper, but our neighbors, the Lazuls, had a bug zapper. We could hear those things frying all night long. We just got a citronella candle. Never worked, but uh, smelled nice. We sat next to the citronella candle, and we listened to Paul Anka. Give it to me, Alex. Did he just say, do you have to keep it? Is that what he said? Oh, God, I, <laughs> I hope not. Right, hold on. Give it, turn it loud. He, does, he actually did say that. Yes, I'll read it to you. I'm a woman in love, and I love what it's doing to me. That's this her is, verse. This is her yeah. version. She said, having my baby, I'm a woman in love, and I love what's going through me. Then Anka comes back, and he says, didn't have to keep it. Wouldn't put you through it. You could have swept it from your life, but you wouldn't do it. No, you wouldn't do it, and you're having my baby. I'm a woman in love. And I love. Here, that's amazing. Thank you for picking up on that, Alex. Yeah, he said you could have aborted it. You could have got rid of it. Yeah, but you didn't. And I love you for that. Thank Th- you. Sweetheart. Thanks for doing me a favor and keeping that baby. Well, I didn't realize how amazing that song was until we actually got into it. So that's uh, Paul Anka's Having My Baby, 1973, rocking it up the charts, everyone. So if you like songs about abortion and chauvinistic weirdos who think you look good with that seed inside you, give Paul Anka's Having a Baby shot. All right, everyone, that's cover to cover for this week. We will go two times a week if you people start selling out shows. Boston, you got close. We came close in Boston. Everyone was great. We had so much fun. Start coming to the fucking shows, people. Tickets are cheap. I hug everybody. I kiss everybody. I'm like uh, Richard Dawson on Family Feud. I'll kiss you right on the fucking lips after the show for nothing. It's free. Okay? So come on down, everybody, to Governors, to Brokerage, to uh, La Jolla Comedy Store, to the comics in in Mohican Sun. These are the places I'm coming, and I'm loving it, and we're having a good time doing cover to cover. We're in the top 50 on iTunes, top 50 podcasts on iTunes. Thank you, Alex, for being a part of the success Thank of you. this podcast. Can you imagine? We are top 50 people. Do you know how many podcasts there are in this fucking world? We are top 50 in comedy podcasts. We're at 20 episodes we're, in. We're up there Thank with you. Amy Schumer, Andrew Santino, the big guns. The great okay? Earl Skakel. Earl, no. <laughs> <laughs> the yes, inappropriate exactly. Earl Skakel. Everybody. So we're up there, and we appreciate you people doing it, because you know what? It's a weird world out there. As we said earlier in the podcast, it's a shitty, shitty place. And instead of like having to watch that terrible stuff that's happening to these people in Sri Lanka and all over the world and and people getting caught up in fat blogs and Kate Smith songs, listen to Cover to Cover. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.